0: Boys and girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Well, you will on the Rabbit Weasel Podcast, which is what we're we're recording today. One day I'm going to get through that without laughing. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rabbit Weasel Podcast. Um, this is episode twelve. Uh, you can tell by the title, of course, or my very clever introduction. We are doing the Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. Yeah. So, but first, I'm Jared. I'm the host big horror movie nerd. I'm here with my brother Justin and my sister-in-law Mia. How are you two doing today?
1: We're doing pretty good.
2: Doing well. Yeah, we're getting used to the uh, creepy evenings up here just outside of Seattle. We were going for a walk this evening and commenting on how it has nice a nice kind of creepy horror vibe. So <laughs> we, were, we were prepping for this evening. What's the uh, temperature like right now? Hanging around in the low, uh, I mean, sorry, low fifties, upper forties. Uh, today mm-hmm. was like forty-eight and very misty and foggy and beautiful.
0: Over here in uh, Taiwan, it's in the low seventies, high sixties, uh, which to me is perfect. But uh, I stick out because I'm the foreigner who's dressed differently, wearing shorts and t-shirts and everybody else is wearing jackets but
1: uh
0: it's okay i'm comfortable i've made a good effort to adjust to the uh a, the culture but i'm not going to be hot in or, or wear, wear a jacket and dress like it's winter when it's 70 degrees out anyway so yeah this movie uh nightmare before christmas let's see here little background on the movie before we jump into our opinions and everything It was released in 1993. Most people will know this as a Tim Burton film. He had, I think the title was actually officially Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is always kind of, um, I don't know, always seems kind of arrogant when filmmakers put their own name in the title. (laughs) Uh, I think Hitchcock would do that. John Carpenter does that a lot. But uh, it's also how much involvement that Tim Burton had in this movie is kind of disputed. He had tried to make this movie before, throughout the 80s, but it was just kind of too weird to really get much studio backing. Uh, and it wasn't until, you know, he had big success with films like Batman and Beetlejuice that he kind of had the, the power, the push to make it to make it happen. Like I was saying, the film, it was his idea based off the story he wrote, but he did not direct this movie. He did not do the the animation. Uh, he was just the producer. It was directed by Henry Selick, and the screenplay was written by Caroline Thompson. Uh, a lot of the credit, I think, for the success of this film lies with uh, Danny Elfman, who works with Tim Burton a lot. He's the one who, if you don't know, does the music. This is a stop-motion animation movie. There's some some places where they use you know, more traditional animation, but um, for anyone who's not familiar with how stop-motion works, you have some toys or something made out of clay and like robot chicken. (laughs) That's the quickest way to say it for those of you out there, robot chicken. You have little, little figures and you move them slightly, take a picture, move them slightly, take another picture. It's a lot of work, especially when you have this entire town of people singing and dancing. Stop motion is a, as you can guess, a very, very difficult and time consuming art form that is mostly dead now, unfortunately.
2: It is beautiful sometimes, though. I think they do a really nice job. Like, I mean, robot chicken's a little bit more herky-jerky, is how I would yeah. describe it. I mean, this is really fluid, and uh, it's beautiful. And one of the things we talked about, too, is the way that it it creates a whole, like, place. I mean, you kind of feel like you're, you're placed into that whole Halloween town, you know, uh, universe.
0: Yeah, I mean, people... Some people will kind of uh, lament the rise of CGI animation. And, you know, it's just different styles have different pros and cons. Um, there are things you can do with stop motion that you can't do with 2D animation or CGI animation. And when it's done really well, stop motion can actually be pretty convincing. You know, if you go watch some of the old Ray Harryhausen movies or There are a lot of fun things you can do with stop motion. But um, yeah, just like I said, because it is so difficult and time consuming, it's mostly going to gone away now, at least in mainstream uh, full length films. But so in this film, though, unlike in the Ray Harryhausen days, they had an army (laughs) of people working on this movie. From what I could find, there were over 100 animators Around. Doing the stop motion, yeah, on multiple sets at any given time, which, yeah, makes sense. For one person to animate this movie would have taken, well, it took a few years with the army. So without it, would have taken forever. IMDb says there are over one hundred and nine thousand frames in this movie. So that's a hundred and nine thousand times they moved, took a picture, moved, took a picture, <laughs> and you've got to have people dancing and all these crazy monsters like snakes coming up and kind of uh the sounds pretty pretty intense yeah but it works you know it, i think it it works great in this movie but um yeah just just a little bit of background on the movie so it came out in 1993 but let's get to you guys have you have both of you seen this movie before
1: yeah
2: i'm not sure i had in its entirety um i've caught clips of it and maybe uh i've seen it before but uh, not, not that i remember
1: yeah it was one of my little sister's favorite films and so we watched it a lot when we were younger
2: okay so you did watch it a lot as
0: a kid i somehow missed this one as a kid i actually didn't watch it until my teens and i didn't appreciate it properly this is the first time i think i've actually had a good viewing of this movie and appreciated the film because when i saw it it was a crappy VHS copy on that crappy big TV we used to have upstairs. Justin, you remember that TV? <laughs> so I couldn't, the sound and the uh, visual uh, audio and video quality were pretty low. And this being a, a fantasy musical, you need to be able to hear it well. You need to be able to see it well. So this time I was able to really see all the, the beautiful artwork in the movie and hear the music. Properly. And I, I really, I really like this movie. But Mia, did you? I mean, you guys watched it a lot. Did you like it as a kid?
1: Yes. Yeah, we really liked it. We it were, it was during a time where we were big on like sing along stuff. Like we loved the Disney sing along VHSs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those were really big during that time. <laughs> and I love like the chipmunks, and the chipmunks did a lot of like sing alongs in their movies. Oh yeah, god. So yeah. I, I love we really enjoyed this movie. American.
0: Yeah. Ex- especially Your I should team. mention that oh I didn't say Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all that stuff to everybody. This is going to be our first video, our first podcast in December. Sorry we missed Thanksgiving. We got a little everybody was just exhausted after uh <laughs> too turkey, too much turkey. After a uh, Yeah, well, we did five videos. We mentioned this last podcast. We put out five in October, and then we just needed a little break. But, uh, oh, if you guys want to hear about some Thanksgiving horror movies, on the uh, Rapid Weasel Reviews Facebook page, I just reposted my very long review of Blood Freak, which is maybe the first Thanksgiving movie, depending on how you want to define. Not first Thanksgiving movie, first Thanksgiving horror movie that's a bizarre movie. And instead of reviewing it, I just ended up like describing the entire movie. <laughs> so it's like 3000 words because there was no other way I could describe what I was seeing. Uh, that's a bizarre film. Uh, but next year, maybe we can get into some good Thanksgiving stuff. Like there's not that many actually. Um, there's blood freak, 1973 blood rage is a slasher movie. There's a movie called home sweet home, which is pretty terrible. And then, like, nothing until you get into the 2000s when it became kind of cool to make silly movies intentionally. So you have stuff like Thanksgiving. (laughs) But anyways, we're on Christmas. Go ahead, Justin. Are there any cured turkey movies? Blood Blood Freak.
2: Oh, is it? Okay. All right. Yeah,
0: this is Blood Freak's, like, 1973. And the guy – oh, God. Trying to explain it gives me a headache. The guy turns into kind of like a killer giant turkey monster, but it's like just a big paper mache turkey head <laughs> on a guy's body. Yeah, that's 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 a weird movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a shortage of Thanksgiving horror movies, and I don't know if there's any actual good ones. But <laughs> next year we'll, we'll we got to tackle Blood um, Blood Freak and Blood Rage for sure. Uh, there's also Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead.
1: That's a trauma <laughs> film. Uh,
0: I don't think that's Thanksgiving, if I remember correctly. That's just like a fast food kind of parody. But, uh, you know, <laughs> so anyways, welcome to Christmas holidays. And we're going to put out a few videos, uh, a few podcasts this year for Christmas related stuff, starting with The Nightmare Before Christmas. And. Justin, let's get back to you. Did you? So this is maybe your first time really watching the movie. What was your kind of first impression?
2: I enjoyed it. We watched it twice, uh, which has become our routine as we prep for our podcast And um, I try to just like enjoy it the first time, and then watch it a little bit more critically the second time. And you know, it's a pretty simple, straightforward, fun story. Um, yeah. I think the visualizations are beautiful, and. Uh, I want to talk about how I feel like there are some scenes that were stolen from Rudolph the Rando's Reindeer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, pretty blatantly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun. I I like the animation. I like the lead characters. I like Jack and Sally. And um, but I really found the whole universe of the Halloween uh, town really kind of creepy, but fun and at the same time. So. Yeah, I, I after we'd watched a couple of long ones after Invasion of the Body Snatchers. This was a pleasant, just fun viewing.
0: Yeah, it's a little more, uh, it's a lot more upbeat than uh,
2: <laughs> Invasion of the Body
0: Snatchers. Gosh, yeah. But um, let's see here. Jack, Jack is voiced by Chris Sarandon, who he was in Fright Night. He was in, oh, he's Prince Humperdink in The Princess Bride. That's where maybe most people probably know him from. But he was actually sung by Danny Elfman. So, yeah, some good voice work here. But my background with this movie is it's kind of weird that I didn't have more experience with this movie. Because, okay, in the 90s and 2000s, this was like all the middle, you know, the mall goths this was the poster movie for them Mm -hmm. and tim burton tim burton was like the the goth kid god you know so you go through hot topic or whatever and there's just nightmare before christmas stuff everywhere and yeah somehow i just kind of missed out on it but i don't know anything mia did your uh how long had it been since you saw this one
1: Uh, maybe like two years
0: Two years. Okay, I think, so you...
1: yeah, I, I would always try to catch it if I saw it. Sometimes they play it like on cable, on um, on cable or on TV. And
2: mm-hmm. what was the last time Wait, we had cable,
1: when we were singing at my mom's. And so I would catch it, but <laughs> uh, well, Justin wasn't there. Really, he didn't really. Ooh, play
2: <laughs> No marital strife here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was
1: when it was the semester when he was like flying a lot. So I we had a lot of my mom had wait, goodbye,
2: I don't think she had cable when we lived there. I think we always used the, no. and well, then
1: it, the then it must have been like a few years it
2: ago was and... it was when we lived in college when i was in college station and you would visit we never. anyways had- the point <laughs>
1: is the point is this is a I movie remember. you're very familiar with yeah, yeah. okay
0: so yeah me and justin we just uh i don't know is this justin would we have been allowed to watch this movie as little
2: kids Ooh, that's a uh, good question yeah. but uh, animated we- uh, but there were some animated stuff we weren't allowed to watch uh, so yeah, we weren't allowed to watch
0: yeah the simpsons there was a few cartoons we weren't allowed to watch uh, i don't know i mean as little kids maybe not yeah. and you know i don't remember this movie being that controversial which in retrospect i'm surprised because there's some dark stuff in here you know
2: we would have both been a little young i mean this came out you said in 93 so you would have been three and i would have been six yeah. Um, so we would have been a touch young for it coming out in the theater and all the like cultural stuff around. It's like initial release. Yeah. It would have been yet a classic probably by the time we were checking it out or the time you, by the time you were looking I mean, to check it out.
1: I saw it when we were like in middle school. So. That's
0: probably, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think it, it would have scared me as a little kid. Ooh. I definitely think it would have scared
2: me. There is creepy. Friend, so. uh, the opening scene when they're doing uh, i don't want to steal your thunder so we should we should jump into the, <laughs> the yeah yeah
0: let's go ahead and do that walking through the movie um yeah. so it opens in it opens in the woods basically in a forest and we have this little area in the forest where there's trees and each tree kind of represents a different holiday and i love this visual for some reason it's just very appealing to me this like you know, these portals to different holiday worlds. And you kind of want to go into the others, right? You want to see what was Valentine's day world. Like what is, um, uh, Oh, they have Easter. They have. St. Patrick's. Yeah. St. Patrick's day. What is St. Patrick's world? Like, but yeah. yeah. So we go into no surprise, the Halloween tree. So we have the first, uh, maybe the most famous song from the movie. This is Halloween, which introduces the town, and introduces all the characters and it's really great you know it's a good movie to start off with it sucks you in it sets the tone you've got all kinds of monsters singing and just crazy visuals in the background it's it's great stuff so it's scary but there there's a sense of fun and joy to it right um so it it ends with the
2: introduction huh but there's some truly creepy looking uh monsters i mean a couple of them are uh you know i i none of them that I can describe immediately jumps to mind, but actually look pretty creepy. And Jack's whole thing where he's like a pumpkin on fire um, as part of it is, is really cool. I think, I mean, it's a whole production. Yeah. You've got a ton of
0: stuff. You've got um, a Loch Ness, not the Loch Ness monster creature from the black lagoon is in there. You've got uh, got vampires.
1: vampires,
0: you've got all the standard stuff. And then I like the band where it's like a, a dead band and inside of the stand-up bass there's just a, a severed head <laughs> so there's there's a lot of little stuff that we'll touch on but
2: you <laughs> see the severed head in the bass that's great <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that band that's playing like when yeah. sally is walking around yeah there's just like, a little severed head in there that kind of sings along <laughs> um, we
2: see
1: the band actually several times yeah.
0: throughout the whole movie yeah yeah so but the song ends with the introduction of jack skellington who is known as the pumpkin king and he is worshipped by the town, not literally, but basically. Mm-hmm. Although some of those women were kind of worshipping him. It was funny. Uh, so he's in charge of the Halloween celebrations. And, yeah, I thought that part was funny where all the, the female monsters are, like, just kind of all over him. Like, he's a celebrity or something. And he kind of, like, sneaks away. Uh, we also meet Sally, who is, like, um, kind of a ranking. uh. Oh, a rag doll slash Frankenstein's monster type cre- creation. She's sewn together. She follows Jack as he sings Jack's Laments, a song about how he's grown tired of doing the same thing every year on Halloween uh, and wants something more that he can't really define. Sally has the same feelings and <laughs> there's a running gag where she's constantly poisoning her creator so she can get away from him. She's like, this is the, Second time you've poisoned me this month. The third, actually, <laughs> uh, Dr. Finkelstein. Dr. Finkelstein, Finkelstein, one of those two. Um, but yeah, some of the the dark, humorous touches here. I like that Sally. She unstitches her own arm <laughs> to that's escape that's from to do. the doctor. And Jack. Jack has his a uh, his ghost dog that he. <laughs> he goes by the graves and you're like, Oh, it's his dead dog. And he like kind of taps it and it wakes up and comes about the grave, yeah, but he plays cute. fetch with the dog using one of his own bones.
1: <laughs> you know, it's bones.
0: Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of stuff like that. You have to watch or you'll miss. Um, and I also like, they say, all right, everybody, we only have 365 days to prepare for next year's Halloween. So I kind of relate to these characters. Um, The next morning, the mayor, who is like this, I don't know, how do you describe the mayor? He's like a chubby guy with a a head that has two faces on each side, and the head spins around based on his mood. So he has like a happy face and an angry, worried face. So his face is constantly spinning around depending on his mood. But he goes to find, goes to talk to Jack to start working on next year's Halloween plans. But Jack is not there. He has spent the whole night wandering around. You know, being moody about wanting more out of life, and he finds the holiday trees that we saw at the beginning of the movie, uh, and he is sucked into Christmas Town, and we begin another very famous song. That what's this song? Where Jack sings about the wonders of Christmas and how different it is from from the horrors of Halloween Town. So let's go ahead and take a moment. Do you guys see this as a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie or is this even a discussion worth having? What do you think about that? Mia, when would you watch this movie? Would you watch it at Halloween, Christmas?
1: I think you can watch it at both, but I would say this is definitely a Christmas movie to me because it starts right after Halloween. And so they're counting that, you know, essentially when he goes, you know, before he takes his adventure and he ends up in christmas well i
2: guess
1: after they start
2: doing the countdown for christmas so to me this is a christmas movie i'm gonna say it's a thanksgiving movie um, (laughs) because it happens right after halloween and before christmas that's when it takes place so my vote is it's a classic thanksgiving movie (laughs)
0: good contribution justin
2: Uh, yeah that's one of those
0: debates people like to have is it a? and really it's both right it's Mm -hmm. definitely both it's kind of the fusion of these two things together but uh, I think it works very well as either because there is a lot of even though most of the movie is kind of morbid it works very well as there's a lot of sweet Christmas stuff here as well so but uh, so Jack has discovered the this weird different world where everything's shiny and happy. And he doesn't really, he loves it, but he doesn't really understand it. So back in Halloween town, everyone is panicking over where he has gone. Um, but then he like rides back into town on Santa Claus's sleigh. Yeah. Santa he calls,
2: Claus. On Santa uh, Claus's sleigh. I'm getting there.
0: I'm getting there. <laughs> and he calls for a town meeting. Yes. He calls for a town meeting and, Meanwhile, Sally poisons uh, Finkel, Dr. Finkelstein again. She mm. tricks him. She has like a little, um, She's he's like, wait a second. This is suspicious, the soup you're giving me. And she has like a fake spoon so she can drink it.
2: Frog's makes- breath is always suspicious. <laughs> uh, Frog's
0: <laughs> breath is always suspicious. And, and so he, he drinks the poison soup and he's out again. So Sally can get out and she goes to see the, um, She goes to to the meeting where we have the town meeting song where Jack tries to explain Christmas but all the monsters... uh, A lot of the comedy in this movie comes from the monsters misinterpreting Christmas, right? And they try and make this innocent thing creepy. So this song, he's trying to explain Christmas and they're trying to make it creepy. Like, ooh, a gift! We should put something... uh, There's a A box that you open we should put a snake in there or whatever and jack i don't he kind of just gives up and he uh, ends by singing about santa claus who he calls sandy claus uh who he describes as what like a giant red lobster who flies through the night and (laughs) i should have wrote down his whole speech about that but um what do you think about it though santa claus is kind of a creepy concept uh i yeah i you never feel that way as a kid because everyone's always makes it out to be such a happy thing
2: sleeping he knows when you're awake yeah
0: just this old guy (laughs) this old guy who watches children and all the time yes he knows when you are sleeping he knows if you're being good or bad then he will punish you or reward you accordingly there's a lot of social commentary we can get into here but we won't
2: shall, uh, we, shall we we could
0: we could uh, no <laughs> not right now uh but yeah anyways santa claus is kind of a scary creation right <laughs> um sort of god-like creature who doles out um punishment and rewards but
2: also, very, very large, uh, as uh, in this in this film, is very large,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: and he's red like a lobster.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but so Jack, he like locks himself in, at home. Uh, his house is decorated in Christmas stuff, and he's reading books to try and understand the holiday better. He's reading like a Christmas Carol and things like that. Finkelstein locks Sally away saying you have poisoned me for the last time like that quote (laughs)
2: um
0: but when she hears jack come by to borrow some of his lab equipment to do some experiments she sneaks out again now here we have some more fun visual just interesting visual jokes and gags um i like all of jack's experiments backfiring like he tries to make snowflakes out of paper and then it turns into a giant spider. Mm-hmm. Um, Sally, when she sneaks out of the window, oh, she jumps out the window, right? Basically falling to her death. And she has a needle that she's brought with her so she can stitch herself back together. She <laughs> Stuff like that. She
2: lowered the basket down beforehand. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so she sneaks out to see well, kind of see Jack. She takes him up, um, She takes him up a a gift basket, basically. But before he can talk to her, um, she disappears. So Jack has spent a long time in his house trying to understand Christmas. And he basically just gives up, right? And he says, well, I will do Christmas my way. So he calls all the townspeople together and starts giving out instructions. Like, we're going to do Christmas this year. It's going to be great. So he starts telling everybody what to do. But he gets these three really mischievous characters that are like Halloween trick-or-treaters. Their names are Lock, Shock, and Uh, (laughs) Beryl. And he gives them a top-secret assignment. And we learn that through a song, we learn that their mission is to kidnap Santa Claus. And this is maybe one of the darkest parts of the movie. Because we just get this whole song of them talking about increasingly terrible things to do to (laughs) Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Like torture him, murder him.
1: Throw him in a lake.
0: (laughs) Yeah, throw him in a lake, lock him away. (laughs) But despite Jack warning them against it, they involve Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie, who I think gave many children nightmares. (laughs) He's pretty creepy. We don't see too much of him until later in the movie, but we, we basically get the idea that, unlike the other monsters in Halloween Town, he is legitimately evil, right? But we'll come back to Oogie Boogie. Sally has like this vision where a a small Christmas tree just kind of appears out of nowhere. She picks it up and then it sets on fire and she has visions of Jack's plans that are going to end in disaster. So he tries to warn her, but he's distracted and doesn't take her very seriously. And then as everybody's preparing, Lock, Shock and Barrel return. But they have not got Santa Claus. Who have they got, guys? Easter Bunny. <laughs> they come back with the Easter Bunny in a bag. He's <laughs> <was> very frightened. <laughs> yeah. it's just like, huh? Huh? <laughs> so Jack's like, no, take this thing back and go get Santa Claus. Santa Claus, the Christmas door. There's a big tree. It looks like this. And then we get Making Christmas, another pretty well-known song of everybody preparing for the holiday. And, of course, screwing it up. In morbid ways like you know jack in the boxes that contain snakes or i love the skeleton reindeer that's a great touch yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> the little rubber ducky too with the with the sharp teeth
0: yeah there's so much you know so much you can see going on in this movie um especially i love in the town when the whole town's singing because there's just all these monsters and little things happening but So lock shock and barrel this time come back and they have successfully kidnapped Santa Claus. I like that after all their planning, they just ring his doorbell and throw a bag over his head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So Jack tells them, Hey, Santa or Sandy Claus, Sandy Claus this year, you're taking a vacation. Uh, I will be acting as Santa this year. Guys go take him, keep him safe. Let him relax. Um, But they take him to Oogie Boogie. Um, (laughs) Oogie Boogie is, I don't know, he's sort of like um, half, he looks kind of like a ghost, but he's basically like, what what would you call it, like a burlap sack with a face
2: that sings.
0: Yeah. So we're not sure.
2: Like a tail, too. His head's like, his little top of his head, like sticks up sometimes when he's really into something and kind of lays back down and bounces all around kind of like a dog's tail is what it made me think of.
0: Yeah. But basically he's the boogeyman. You know, he's just the boogeyman. Uh so we finally get a good look at him and he sings the Oogie Boogie song. And we're not sure exactly what he's going to do, but he's basically just threatening Santa Claus. Uh he ties him up and threatens him and all kinds of things. But um so Sally again tries to stop Jack from going to Christmas town by um creating a huge fog, basically. But as Justin pointed out earlier, we have um, kind of a Rudolph parody here. Justin, do you remember what happens?
2: Yep. They Well, they summon Zero to lead, the, lead them into the night.
0: <laughs> yeah, Zero is the name of Jack's ghost dog. So, like, ah, we can't do Christmas because of this fog. But, hey, Zero has a shining nose. He can lead our skeleton reindeer. <laughs> um, there's,
2: and there's a couple of other things that go on here that reminded me of um, – rudolph there's the one like little character that's like crying he's like christmas is ruined oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like completely from the uh, land of misfit the island of misfit toys uh, yeah. there's a couple the vampires even play a similar role as uh, a couple of the characters as well i was like kind of that scene was like, just completely lifted from uh, rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and the island of misfit toys and i loved it <laughs>
0: it was great rudolph there's another great stop motion movie.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, I saw on the news recently that some of the figures that they used in that movie were auctioned off for a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's some creepy stuff in that movie, too. But, anyways. Oh, real quick, you know what we're not getting to this year that I wish we could get to? Um, What's that? Muppet's Christmas Carol.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we could really we do just uh, change up our schedule and make it our next one. Uh, yeah. I didn't know we could count that as horror, but if we can count that, if we can get, if we can count that as horror, then uh, I'm all for it.
0: Hey, my podcast, I make the rules. Make the rules. Uh, <laughs> I think it counts. It scared me as a kid. I mean, really a Christmas Carol is uh, it is a how ha- a, a Christmas ghost story. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. And we both loved Muppets Christmas Carol as a kid. So maybe I'll do a write up on that or we can talk about it next year but yeah all of you out there go watch the muppets christmas carol it's it's Fantastic. my favorite we christmas watched, uh,
2: we watched a new one that the bbc uh, pulled together in uh, in production with bbc in 2019 okay. called a christmas carol yeah. it's uh have you guys ever read the book i've read uh, i've read it but it's been a long time yeah
0: it's a good it's a, it's a good story, but um, that used to be a part of Christmas. Um, not in our lifetime, our lifetimes, but uh, telling scary stories at Christmas time used to be a thing. I don't know. Kind of lost its
2: way, but um, we're bringing it back. We're yeah. bringing it back telling scary stories in the holidays.
0: Yeah. Unlike Thanksgiving, there are a ton Oof. of Christmas themed horror movies. And yeah, we're going to get to a few of them, a couple of them this year. Uh, but anyway, so Jack, uh, Jack goes off and Sally sings her song where she basically admits she's in love with Jack and worries that it will never work out with him. Uh, and Jack goes off to Christmas Town to live out his fantasy, I guess, of being Santa Claus. But of course, his gifts are scary things and... Let's see here. There's a there's a giant snake. He just gives the kids a giant snake. Uh, Justin, he gives your the duck, mm-hmm. chases the kids around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also gives a shrunken head.
2: <laughs> yeah, the very first kid. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's this, there's a great gag where he's like jumping from roof to roof, dropping presents down the house. And as he leaves the lights come on and someone screams and he goes to the next house, the lights come on and someone screams, but uh, Everyone
2: starts boarding up their uh, fireplaces and turning up the fire in them. <laughs> yeah. Everybody starts
0: calling the police and uh, the military gets involved. Uh, so Halloween town, they're watching through a witch's cauldron kind of like wizard of Oz style. Uh, and Christmas town starts mobilizing the military. <laughs> uh, so they send in the military after him, but uh, meanwhile, Sally realizes that Jack is in trouble, so she goes off to um find find Santa Claus because he can set everything right. And she finds him pretty quickly. And I love the way she tries to rescue him. Do you remember how she what she does there?
2: Yeah, she, yeah. she <laughs> you want to tell it?
1: Oh, her little leg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She takes off her leg and tries to entice Oogie Boogie by waving her little leg outside of like little
0: boarded area it's yeah. really funny outside the door yeah he's like oh a leg <laughs> you know, it's, it, that always happens in cartoons you know like there's just like a sexy woman's leg sticking out of a door or something like if you just saw a random leg but anyways <laughs> the leg is detached because
2: 90s, well, 90s. people still yeah. do Chased random well, legs. He doesn't, know, he doesn't know it's not attached
1: to her. He just, yeah. someone sticks their leg in
0: and then he finds out. Yeah, he doesn't know that it's not attached um, because she has taken off her leg. She has also taken off her hands and sends her hands out to untie Santa Claus. Um, but when Oogie Boogie investigates the leg, he realizes it's not attached to a person um, or a monster female i guess is all he's looking for um right. and yeah <laughs> so he turns around and catches santa um santa and sally trying to escape and he goes after the the two then we cut back to Christmas Town where the military shoots down jack um i kind of wish we had had more of that conversation they go straight to the military and that just cracks me up <laughs> but uh yeah they send rockets and one of them hits
2: him, and knocks his sleigh down. Takes um, off the heads of one of the uh, reindeer too. Oh yeah, the evil reindeer or the dead reindeer, dead whatever dead. they are, skeleton <laughs> reindeer. reindeer. Um,
0: so, anyways, Halloween Town. They think Jack is dead, and the mayor goes throughout the town proclaiming that Jack is dead. <laughs> He's like a town crier. Jack is dead. Terrible news. <laughs> terrible news. Uh, <laughs> so everyone in halloween town they're depressed that their pumpkin king hero is dead um and everyone in christmas town is sad because santa claus is gone so follow me on this halloween town is sad that jack is gone christmas town is sad that santa is gone how can we ever resolve this kind Uh of situation
2: um tricky one yeah, a very yeah. complex turn of events. Right, 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 right. So, but Jack, he
0: survives being shot down, and he sings the poor Jack song, where he realizes, uh, he realizes his mistakes and sets out to fix the situation. He kind of makes peace with who he is, and although this threw me off a little bit because all he knows is that he's been shot down. I'm not sure how that how he knows then that. All his plans have gone wrong. But, anyways, in the song, he realizes that he messed up. Um, he's like, "Ah, I'll go get Santa Claus. He can fix this." Meanwhile, Santa Claus is tied up with Sally and about to be dumped into a pot of—I guess was that lava? I think
1: so.
0: Yeah, Yeah. he's got them.
2: It's very what or an acid pit or something, but I think it was lava. lava. Yeah,
0: it's very old school super villain he's got them tied up on a platform and he rolls he rolls he's like a gambler he rolls his dice and every however many number the dice shows he cranks a handle and it makes them closer and closer to being dumped into the lava Um, but Jack arrives just in time and he kind of duels with Oogie Boogie or duels with Oogie Boogie's evil (laughs) fortress or whatever So he's like fighting men with swords and men with guns, and he eventually defeats Oogie Boogie by pulling at his pulling a string on his clothes, which comes apart, and we realize that that Oogie Boogie is not really a person; he's just a giant pile of bugs, (laughs) a mountain of bugs, who all fall apart and go into the lava, and the last remaining bug is squished by Santa Claus.
2: I think that's the boss bug, the green one that he yeah. steps on, that Santa steps on at the very end, like all the other ones are like gray and black and then falling into the lava and it's like still kind of scurrying off. I think yeah. it was like the
0: lead bug. Yeah, well, it's the last remaining part of Oogie Boogie's consciousness, consciousness for sure because it's still singing in this high-pitched voice <laughs> and then Santa smashes it. Santa gets a little mean here, um, yeah. understandably. <laughs> uh, he, so Jack apologizes to him, and Santa's like, next time you decide you want to play a different holiday, don't um,
2: <laughs> stick to your lane, buddy. Yeah. But uh
0: Santa being the magical being he is, he runs off to Christmas town, uh, undoes all of Jack's chaos, replaces all the spooky toys with real toys, and even comes back to Halloween town briefly, causing it to snow finally bringing some of that actual christmas magic that jack was looking for and then the movie ends with that very very famous shot of jack and sally kind of together on that weird heel on the moonlight realizing that they're in love with each other the end (laughs) yeah i don't know anything else to add about uh a nightmare before christmas anything i didn't bring up there
1: musical numbers are really great they're really Mm -hmm. memorable i always remember this being a christmas movie with a halloween theme a musical and a love story Mm -hmm. so they're all wrapped in one and i really enjoyed it it's a lot of fun like one of my favorite parts is when jack is trying to figure out what christmas is and so he's got like a pile of books and one of them is rudolph Mm -hmm. one of them is santa claus and then he can't figure it out so then he gets like well let me this science must explain it so he gets like the (laughs) scientific method book
2: (laughs) yeah that was great
1: (laughs) it's really great but i think
2: yeah
1: i love this movie it's really great
2: it's not a Christmas movie it's a Thanksgiving movie which oh we resolved God. earlier um and <laughs> <That's> a <terrible laughs> it's a Thanksgiving day. movie with a Halloween and a Christmas theme
1: you do briefly see a Christmas I mean a, a Thanksgiving is yeah, it a it's a little
2: turkey yeah for the it's Thanksgiving Charlotte land and, mm-hmm, it's ignored mm-hmm. um, that's
1: because it's not a Thanksgiving
2: movie. yeah well it occurs during Thanksgiving so I'm gonna call it a Thanksgiving movie Thanksgiving does
0: get kind of pushed <laughs> aside anyways you know um yeah i mean it's a good movie it's um it is a musical it is kind of like a, a fantasy cartoon it is a christmas movie it is a halloween movie it's like you said a love story although watching it again the love story feels kind of i don't know like it's mostly sally
1: one-sided towards the end
0: yeah and then at the very end jack goes oh okay you know he yeah. catches this on This
1: is what i've been missing yeah yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, a lot of, let's see, or stuff we didn't talk about. I mean, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, this isn't as much of a Tim Burton movie as a lot of people think. Um, you know, his involvement was a lot more limited than you might would assume. But this, when you think Tim Burton movies, you think this movie. It looks like his movie. It's sort of a, a, a format that he would try and recreate. later on he did corpse bride uh he's done a lot of movies that try to kind of recapture this yeah stop Mo- it's just a cool weird little movie you know it's it's just tim burton weird and there was a time when tim burton did weird really well although i, I don't know he, he hasn't really done much to impress me in a long long time What was the last time you saw a, a new tim burton movie that you really liked
1: uh, I like Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd I liked, but that's pretty old. Um, Jack's outfit actually reminds me of Beetlejuice's outfit.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which I always love. Beetlejuice was one of my favorite Tim Burton movies, and the Batman. Oh, it's not the Batman. It's Batman with Michael Keaton.
0: Yeah, that was him. Uh, yeah, Batman was great. Um, Beetlejuice was great. Uh, he had already done Edward Scissorhands at this oh, yeah. point, which, yeah, he did. It. Batman Returns, which that's a phew, that's a weird movie. I like Batman Returns, but
1: um, yeah, Dumbo, But I didn't. Oh it. he I did Big that.
2: Fish. I didn't know he did Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, yeah, he directed Big Fish, which kind of interesting. Alice in Wonderland, Charlie oh, and the Chocolate Factory, Sleepy Hollow. That's, I mean, those. Yeah. Let's see.
1: Yeah, he's got a lot of really. Good- some
2: not so great. Some yeah, said
0: great. I mean, it's been a while since he's done anything that um, I don't know. The yeah, Alice.
2: Um,
0: apparently. Yeah,
1: they collaborated a
0: lot. Yeah, Johnny Depp and uh, uh uh. Yes, thank you. Who who I I love her. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It seems like since the nineties, he hasn't had well, he hasn't had too much critical. Craze anyways, uh, the, did you guys see the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake that he did? I didn't see it. I uh, uh, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, okay. I like the original. Well, I guess it, is it
1: the original, the one with
0: um, Gene Wilder?
1: Gene Wilder. There we go.
0: Yeah, that that was the first film adaptation. Which, of course, it was a book first, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was just this time period here where like he 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 was trying to remake stuff like Corpse Bride was to be fair I haven't seen that movie, but it it looks like it was him trying to redo Nightmare Before Christmas. Sweeney Todd was a remake. Um uh well, Did
1: the sort Alice, of. Um, sorry,
0: Alice in Wonderland film. Alice in Wonderland that's a remake. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that's a remake. Uh Dumbo, he's put out I didn't see that one, but that's obviously a remake, so uh yeah i don't know what else did he do uh yeah but there was a time when uh tim burton was one of the more interesting filmmakers out there and maybe it feels like he's a little on autopilot these last several years but he did a lot of really cool stuff um do you guys remember batman returns or batman and batman returns do you when was the last time you watched those movies
1: Oh, it's been a while since I've watched. Is the Batman the one with this? Which which one is the one with Michelle Pfeiffer? Is it the first one
0: or the second? One? I believe that's Batman Returns. Yeah, yeah, because she's Catwoman. Uh, that's the one with Catwoman and the Pink One. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Go watch that movie again. That that has Tim Burton all over it. It's really yeah. really weird. Um. <laughs> yeah. uh, Beetlejuice. Have you guys seen uh, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure?
1: <laughs> oh, long time ago. Really long
0: I, ago. I have not seen that movie. I know it has a following. Um, I need to see that one. What else? Beetlejuice? That's, That's a great
2: movie. <laughs> what? She did the Pee-wee Herman noise. <laughs> uh,
0: have you guys seen... I, yeah. This was kind of a short podcast. I knew it would be, so we're kind of straying off topic, but... Uh, do you guys remember the Pee Wee Herman anti-crack commercial?
2: <laughs> it's into no. Crack
0: cocaine. It is not cool. It is not. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen that? Yeah, go look it up. Uh, Pee Wee Herman's crack PSA. It's just him holding a little bottle of crack, being very serious, telling kids not to do crack. <laughs> it is not cool. It is not. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman gets a uh, an unfair bad rap it's it's time to uh forgive Wee herman everybody uh, <laughs> what else um i never saw his
2: i'm not sure i don't remember what happened to him did he go to jail
0: uh i don't i mean you, you know what he what happened right
2: He's, he was like exposing himself right he, uh, he
0: was he was masturbating in a porno theater
2: which uh, i didn't know that yeah yeah not great yeah. but also not like I mean, it's not as creepy as some of Louis C.K.'s moves.
0: <laughs> it's a, Okay, so I, I mean, I never, I've never been to a porno theater, but back in, I've heard stories about what some of those places were like. Pee Wee Herman was not the only person doing sketchy stuff in some of these places, but he got caught. Um, yeah, any, anyways, his time to let it go. Name,
2: his father's name was Herman Herman, just really? as, a, as a side note. Herman Herman. Uh, well, what is that? Oh, in-universe information. Ah, it's in his. Never mind. Too quick. It's <laughs> in-universe father. So it's like... Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, because yeah, Pee-wee Herman's not his real name. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <of> you watch <laughs> I know. Did either of you watch that show?
1: Oh, God. We've just shattered. Just...
0: Did either of you watch that show? yeah rob zombie worked on that show believe it or not really okay. yeah he was uh he had a kind of a small production role but uh yeah rob zombie worked on peewee's big um peewee's playhouse
2: um yeah, he's 68 years old now too wow peewee herman Paul. yeah paul rubens yeah mm-hmm. Also, Paul, oh. Paul Rubinfield. Okay, I think we're getting very far astray this evening. <laughs> Feels like It's a, okay. Show, the John Wilson, like, where we're like just going on all sorts John's of like, John's
1: like, I must find out where this person is. <laughs> yeah. that
0: <laughs> yeah. like, I need this one to go a little they short. This guys,
2: short. Tell me Barney's not real, and I'm just not ready for that today. It's too much. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're making a Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. Has anybody um, seen that?
2: My, uh, see that? Man, I had a Clifford the Big Red Dog eraser that I like, carried around with me for like six months one time. It was like my little pal. <laughs> <laughs> little eraser buddy friend. <laughs> Not weird at
0: all. Uh, yeah, so this was a short movie. Uh, <laughs> it's only like, what, an hour and 20 minutes long, an hour and 17 <laughs> minutes, something like that. Um Let's see here. So I knew... Th- yeah, I knew it would be kind of a, sh- a short one. Plus, most of it is just singing. And, you know, so there's not too much you can talk about other than what they talk about in the song.
2: <laughs> yeah, falling off.
0: Um, let's see here. Oh, there was one thing else I did want to talk about about the movie, though. In 2006, do you guys remember when they re-released the soundtrack? No. Yeah, they had... Let me see here. I've got the...
2: I saw it was re-released in 2000, like remastered or something in, I guess, 2006.
0: Yeah, and they re-released the soundtrack, and they had a bunch of um, musicians who are big at that time redo a lot of songs. So, Panic at the Disco did This Is Halloween, uh, She Wants Revenge. I never listened to them, but they had a following there for a while. Did Kidnap the Sandy Claws, fallout boy did what's this fiona apple did sally's song and marilyn manson also did uh this is halloween which i like his cover uh i'm a big manson fan he does great covers um but yeah so if you get a chance to check that out if you like this movie go look up some of those um some of those covers from 2006 um yeah that, that that was such that list of bands man that was 2006
2: for sure 2006 yeah fallout boy
0: (laughs) panic at the disco disco, she wants revenge that's been i haven't heard about in a long time but uh yeah cool stuff cool stuff i don't know we're kind of running at the end here anything else to say about um nightmare before christmas
1: no it's a great piece of art you should definitely check it out
2: it's a wonderful thanksgiving movie i'm a big fan <laughs> oh my god
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> well anyways we should i guess introduce our yeah go watch this movie it's a good movie um there's a lot of christmas stuff maybe y'all all for our next one maybe i'll try and make a list of christmas horror movies um check us out we got um If you're listening on Justin's face, uh, Justin's SoundCloud page, public uh, problems, yeah. We also have our own uh, uh, our own podcast page, the Rabbit Weasel podcast on SoundCloud. So go check that out. Give us some some views, listen views. Give us some listens, please. (laughs) You, you really want to do to videos,
2: it? man. You mentioned you were doing videos twice tonight. Yeah, I keep slipping up <laughs> and now segment, we got yeah. views. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I realize I at people. this point, uh, people know what you look like. No one actually knows what I look like mm-hmm. at this point. So um, well,
2: people people are gonna be confused when we start doing videos though, because uh, my hair is much longer than all my official pictures where people see yeah. me. <laughs> yeah,
0: Justin's growing his hair out. You and I have like sort of switched uh, appearances over the last 10 years. <laughs> I used to have long hair. Now mine's short. Yours is growing long. Uh, yeah, but anyway. So yeah, like us. Uh, check out that SoundCloud page. Leave us some comments. Um, go to the Facebook page. Our Facebook page is actually uh, Rabbit Weasel Reviews, where I've been kind of lazy lately. Um, but, uh, you know, we do more than just the podcast. I try to do writings. And sometime in december i should nothing's confirmed yet i should have that um that article i wrote on creep show out i'll give you guys an update when i hear about that uh, it's been delayed a little bit because they have a very large large issue they're working on um yeah what else let we'd like to get some more uh fan interaction leave us some messages comments if you leave a good comment we'll read it on the podcast um That's it, I guess. Next week, like I said, we've got a couple more of these Christmas horror movies coming up. Next week is our second Brian Doherty film. We did uh, Trick or Treat. He also did our next movie, Krampus. Krampus. Yay! From a few years ago, which I have not seen yet. So uh, I'm excited to watch that one. I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. Uh, So everybody...
2: Let's have a viewing party.
0: Everybody go watch Krampus. We'll talk about it in a week or two from the time you're hearing this. Enjoy the holidays. Stay safe out there, everybody. Um, Say goodbye, Justin and Mia. All
2: right. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time.